VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, all right, team. We got a hold of the Yoshi IP. Very, very yes. exciting that Nintendo uh, let us uh, uh, take Yoshi into our care. And we're going to be making Yoshi Frontiers. This should be Great. a lot of fun. An open world Yoshi game. It's about time. Yeah, it, there's so much we can do with the character, you know, that hasn't really been explored, you know. So I'm really excited to put Yoshi in some, into some situations that he's not really been in before. Such a fun, colorful, vibrant character that kids love. Yeah. Uh, it'll be great to see what Yoshi and the other Yoshis are Gu- get up. Guys, to. I uh, I've prepared a um, uh, a PowerPoint presentation uh, with some of my ideas here for uh, Yoshi Frontiers. Oh wow, I love yeah. it! If we could dim the lights and, and uh, hit that music track. What am I? Says white text on a black screen. Am I horse? Am I alive? What am I? We fade up on a gray landscape that extends in all directions. Yoshi, bright green, but out of place no longer can speak with his traditional he can only say one word loss something's happened to Yoshi every time he interacts with characters that appear like fog and mist from the distant past they are memories to him long dead how long he doesn't know Mario says Hello, a friend. It's good to see you. And Yoshi replies, Loss. Uh, is that, that the last slide? Yeah, that's, that's some of the, I mean, there's, there's some supplementary materials here about how Yoshi's going through a divorce uh yeah okay. uh, yoshi I, yoshi can no longer lay eggs but instead ejects like ash like the 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 long burnt ash of a building i was wondering why your wedding photos were such a prominent part of the powerpoint and now i'm starting to connect the dots yeah here. yeah um Every, everybody experiences you guys have seen Mad Men. We, we know that the way that a human being connects to their own family is the way that we connect a product. And yeah, what no, person we've all hasn't seen Mad experienced... Men. Yeah, we've, we've, yeah, no, we've, we've all seen Mad what Men. What person hasn't experienced loss? Uh, look, the, that the was loss a of coming home upsetting. and the locks are changed. The, truly upsetting Where's the car? Um, Why won't you answer the door? Carol! Carol, answer the fucking door! Huh? Uh, all that said, if we could make the the player feel all those emotions while controlling Yoshi and his famous extendable tongue, I think we'll have game of the fucking year. <laughs> Let's ship it.
We speed draw circles and collect and collect and collect as we play you play modern Sonic the Hedgehog update Sonic Frontiers this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. I'm Nick Weiger, just coughed off mic, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the premier video game podcast, where we're talking about video games from the past, present, and future. And boy, oh boy, do we have a delightful episode in store for you today. What what an episode we have. What a guest we have with us. Always exciting to have someone else in the studio. Oh, Easily yeah. my favorite guest and our first guest. It's true. The other We have other guests who listen to the show. I don't give a fuck. Fuck now those gonna guys. They're going to be like, the, I'm not <laughs> the favorite guest. I don't give a fuck. We sort of nailed it first try. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we Eat didn't have shit. to have anybody. Blank checks David Sims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sherlock gonna... Dunlap. <laughs> I am going to lord this over those triple click assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I am nope. going to be insufferable. <laughs> Everyone's nice and is our friend. <laughs> uh, our, our guest today, a writer and comedian, uh, he's one of the writers behind the new Archie Horror comic, Chilling Adventures Presents Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors, which releases March 22nd, pre-ordered today. Uh, Eisner a nominee, Jordan Morris. Hi, guys. Great to, great to be here talking well, about a game. <laughs> uh, my feelings about oscillated wildly uh, <laughs> between positive and negative each individual second. We are, we are going to get into it, but it is very much like I had a similar thing, much like Sonic doing a full 360 loop. I was right. like, I was like, do I love this? Is this a mess? And I, we'll see where I landed. Uh, Jordan, thanks so much for 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 being back here. I, I have a question for you because this is a, and this is somewhat related to the games, uh, the game we're discussing today. But I know you've been gaming for a long time. I know we're similar in age. Uh, uh, how do you feel about 2D versus 3D? Because I was surprised this game has some 2D sections. Uh, yeah, I like that we get both. I like that we're in a world now where you know you can have your Shovel Knights, you can have your Celestes, right. um, but you can also do have these kind of, you know, bigger budget, more AAA, you know, Mario games. Um, yeah, I think it's great that we get both. And I know that like when games went 3D, that's when a lot it left a lot of people behind. Like if you, you know, if you're talking yeah. to somebody who like grew up in the 80s and 90s, like having having to control the camera is I think where a lot of people got left behind with video games. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you can just have, you know, those classic 2D side scrollers that are a, a little more approachable for folks that, you know, just kind of, uh, yeah, that maybe did most of their gaming in the 80s and 90s. Right. I, I, you know, I play so many 3D games. I think I still have such a fondness for 2D games. I've said before on the show that I have like my favorite perspective, I think is an isometric perspective. I just love an isometric game. But I know Matt, is like a guy, like you know, the, he's the he's the youngest I love of an, us. I love an isometric perspective. Is like the video game version of 
if you ask someone if they like dogs or cats better and they're like, I like ferrets. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> what do you like? Uh, shooting games or fighting games? Hmm. I like dating Sims. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's me. Those are my gaming tastes. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you like, you like 3D. Uh, you're, you're more of a 3D guy. Yeah. I, 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 you know, that's, I guess, what the console generation that I was raised on was the, the first PlayStation. So most games that I would play, uh, like, were already in, in that zone. I probably had seen, like, 2D games, but I probably, like, played, like, my first 2D Mario when I was, like, a little bit older. I was like, oh, right. like, I'd seen it and obviously knew it as, like, a reference base, but hadn't, like, got my hands on one until, like, the Game Boy Advance, probably, and played uh, Super Mario World. Was my first Mario, I think. I saw a um, graphic going around. I don't know Twitter, Reddit. Who the fuck knows? Um, <laughs> Truth Social. And, uh, I don't know where I <laughs> see these things. Truth Social. Here, I'll share it with you guys. And it sort of breaks down uh, oh, yeah. the uh, console generations by Gen X, Millennial, and Zoomer, but also subdivisions within that of early Gen X, core Gen X, late Gen X, etc. Right. Um. And the idea I, I love that these generations are getting even more micro divided up. Like, yes, I think I, I learned that I'm an exennial. Oh, Xenial? yeah. I a think Z I'm just I this the, based on consoles. I'm kind of I'd fall into the the late Gen X just by the existence, the presence of the NES there. Yeah. I think um, so. And I guess yeah. is there a, is that a, I don't think that's a Commodore 64, but there's, you know, there uh, those those are kind of the first things I played video games on. Uh, you got a master system in there? Yeah, master system's there. I think is funny is the difference between core millennial and late millennial. And it seems to be a subdivision of two years. Because in core yes. millennial, you have Saturn, PlayStation, N64, and the Game Boy Color. And Windows 98 listed as yes. a gaming platform. <laughs> yes. Late millennial is Windows 2000. So it's two, yeah. a two-year difference between core and late. Yeah, it's so funny to see those Windows logos in there. It's like late millennials don't know shit about ski free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would I, you wouldn't know how to play Minesweeper. <laughs> I also feel like that's like kind of a that to me looking at that and remembering PC gaming of the '90s and 2000. Like that was that's someone who this was graphic was made by someone who like is a little younger because they have Microsoft like Windows like 4.1 in there, 4.0 in there. It's just like that was not a good. The Windows 3.1 was not like a good gaming platform. You're still playing those games on MS-DOS, and MS-DOS yeah. is not represented. And then they have like Windows 2000 there. It's like Windows 2000 was like for, for corporate use. You were playing video games on Windows 2000. Also, there's no there's no Macintosh represented here. Like there's yeah. like the Mac the was Amiga? a gaming platform. Prince of Persia was out on the original oh, yeah. Mac. You know, like that's a... That's a long a, a game with a lot of longevity, and it's just not. They were like core Gen X. I don't know. They played on eight tracks uh, <laughs> with a with a television that turned a knob. This graphic was clearly made by a late millennial. <laughs> no matter how bad something is, there's always someone who's nostalgic for it. One hundred percent. I'll bring up Space Jam. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Space That's, Jam. Yeah. Not a good movie. No. <laughs> but of course. I had the sheets. 
<laughs> Sorry, Matt. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was subtweeting you there. That's okay. No, it's uh, you, you. I, I fell for the trap. Uh, is uh, that is my yeah? I mean, but I don't like it. I just remember it. It's like it's one of those things where I've sort of I have enough distance from it. Uh, I think actually watching Space Jam 2 made me realize that I don't like Space Jam. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. It seems this like you're in a good place with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with Space Jam. Uh, but I did have the sheets. It's true. Uh, and I wish I still did. They were really great. I don't think I had any themed sheets. I wish I had. I wish I'd had like themed sheets. Like Jurassic Park sheets? Oh, oh man, that would be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Kiss, kiss the raptors before you go to bed at night. Night, night. That'd be awesome. Good night, my good. boys. <laughs> Clever girls. <laughs> It'd be cool if they had grown-up themed sheets, like if you could get tar sheets. Yeah. Oh, cool. My Better Call Saul sheets. I think, I think <laughs> Jordan, I think that's a million-dollar idea. No yeah. joke. Yeah. Like, that is that is easily, easily a business that you could scale and then sell to, like... I, me undies or something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All of Weiger sheets were cum themed, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they come pre-stained, so <laughs> yeah, you have like, an excuse. Like, oh no, these are these pre-stained sheets. <laughs> they weren't themed. that stained, though. It's yeah, the theme. theme that right. that bothers me about it. Like, because Fine, that pattern. implies like that that implies like other things, right? That are like yeah. cum adjacent. Yeah, it's like right. IP. Because yeah. if you had a Power Rangers themed birthday party, there would be the hats, there would be the cake plates. Right. So to say Rita a Repulsa. Rita, yeah, sure. There you go. Uh, uh, right. Scary. Zord, you know, party blowers. To say right. cum themed implies that there's a line of Yeah, cum mostly products. cum, but also piss and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're part of it. It's a bodily function theme party. Right. They're yeah. all friends. They oh, hang out. It's a shared universe. <laughs> I'm watching our subscriber level, uh, numbers go down while yeah, we're having yeah. this conversation. It's fucking disgusting. And I didn't even start this. No. I'll just it, say, it, it, it was my fault. <laughs> it did not come from me. Yeah. Can, uh, hey, if, I'm curious. Hey, listen, if somebody brings up tar, you're going to be talking about cum. <laughs> <laughs> I've been angling for Lydia Tar in Fortnite. That would be fucking my dream. Uh, let's... Uh, Jordan, I, I want to ask because we're 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 I, I've been playing Sekiro and and I'll talk yes. about that in a second. But but I know you're a big fan of of FromSoft games. Uh, are you are you are you, first off like how do you kind of rank them? Where do you put them in your head? Like what are your favorites? Uh, if you have any sort of sort of order, and then yeah, uh, are you are you are you looking forward to Armored Core? Yeah. So on the on the topic of ranking the FromSoft games, mm-hmm. I think I think this will get across my feeling about them is that Sekiro is my least favorite FromSoft game, but it is still wow. one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> Oof. I can I can rank them with the understanding that I think they are all 10s. I think they are all 10 out of 10. There's not a bad one in the bunch, uh, starting right. from Demon Souls. I you know cannot comment on the King's Field games or whatever, uh, which are apparently in continuity if you... Consider the presence of the Moonlight Greatsword. Um, I watch a lot of lore <laughs> videos. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, I um, I love all the FromSoft games. Uh, you know, starting from Demon Souls, I think Bloodborne is my favorite. Uh, it just has like a you know sentimental place in my heart. Might be my favorite video game of all time. And uh, yeah, obviously, Elden Ring was uh, you know a mind blowing masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm stoked for Armored Core. I've never played one before. Um, I kind of 
got the impression that the you know PS1, PS2 armored cores were a little janky. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just so into FromSoft. Um, they have like eclipsed Capcom as the video game company I have the most affection for. Um, wow. So yeah, I'm I'm just kind of into seeing whatever they do, and if you know Armored Core has some you know souls like mechanics in it, uh, I'm I'm in. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, hey, maybe you'll be playing Armored Core someday soon. I, I imagine you will. But right now, my question for everyone is, oh. what are you playing? What are you playing? Hey. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Resident Evil Merchant. Yeah, uh, we have great a to guest. see you again, man. It's been a while. Yeah, we have hey, a guest today. It's been a while, today. Jordan. It's nice We've to met. see you, too. Did you? Hey, you fell out of a plane, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I brought the plane with me. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Great to see you up it was and around. A rough, rough end to 2022, but we're, we've turned it around in 2023. Yeah, I know. We uh, we talked about starting that book club together. You still want to? Do you want to get back into that, or are you just too? My busy? eyes can't focus on words. <laughs> okay. So uh, I I do it for audiobook. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I listen. I listen to an audio yeah. audiobook on half speed. Oh God! <laughs> oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I like the low voice. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the thing. I can think of some books that you maybe what might want to read. Like I'm just thinking about things like Atomic Habits. You know, things to just kind of get your life in order. And that, that's not a judgment call. I'm just sort of saying, like, you know, I, 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 we all have some concern for you, and it feels like uh, the power of positive thinking. I don't know. Maybe yeah. some sort of self-help guide might eat, be the way to go. Pray love, maybe? That'd be, a, that'd be a fun one. I do own two books. You what, do? What are they? Yes. Who Moved My Cheese? <laughs> fun. Which is a really waterlogged copy. Uh, like, the pages are warped. I uh, found it on the street, uh, and then of, of course I own Dianetics. So oh, both yeah. of, those are my those are my Classic. two books. They give those out for free with coffee. I got handed a I got handed a Scientology leaflet getting on the train the other day. They're just that uh, yeah you can just get that information out there. They're still up you there. have to pay eventually, but at you first know, it's, you know, it's free. I once stayed in an Airbnb where there were a lot, lot of Scientology books on the shelf. In a different country. And I was like, oh, wow. What? I mean, what are the odds of this? Yeah. That's how that's how they get you. If you just like you're staying in an Airbnb, you forget to bring your phone into the bathroom. Just start (laughs) (laughs) thumbing through Dianetics. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, burning all your money for Xenu. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Guys, I want to know, what are you playing? 
Uh, I'll start things off, Resident Evil Burchett, and and I want to throw Jordan into this because I know he's played through this game. I'm I'm in the midst of playing it. I wish I'd gotten more time with it this week, but I was playing uh, the the game we'll be discussing at length. Uh, Sekiro, I'm I'm really enjoying this game. I think it's just it, the combat is is such a, a delicate dance. It the the animation is so great, and I I, I just love the sense of uh, lightness of the player character and the way you're able to zip around the environment with the uh with the grappling hook in particular i i my my question for you jordan and this is kind of targeted towards a way from soft uh, uh, like handles their like this game and then their game design approach in general which is item scarcity so for instance there's an item that you get called a snap seed which can be used to you know basically dispel an apparition um but it's it's a relatively scarce item, and so you really have to pick your spots. And it's the kind of thing where I'm just like, I don't want to second guess any other design decisions because they're just these games are so immaculate uh, and so so thoughtful. And I like that that you have to like, you know, decide like that. There's there's so many risk reward calculations that that you're making as you're playing things. That that item like how many items you have actually matters. It's not like your inventory is loaded up with like fucking. Uh, 1500 frost arrows like it is in other games um but but like that was that was the kind of thing where it's like fuck you kind of need these items for certain fights and then if you don't have like if you don't have them you just have to like grind for them i i i so i i don't really know like 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 jordan what do you what do you think about like the way that 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 you just there there's there just isn't much shit that you can collect in a lot of these games or or this sometimes the key items are just like uh you know a, a little bit harder to come by yeah, I feel like I usually end FromSoft games and RPGs in general. I feel like I mm-hmm. usually end them just just stuffed to the gills with items I didn't use. 100%, yeah. Yeah, I am so scared of using those items. I'm so scared of like needing them later that I will just like fight the same boss for 2 days without using the items because I'm afraid that I will need the item later and then I just beat the game without having used most of them. Um so yeah, I mean I think I think you know the lesson here, use the item. Use the item. I well I did I was very good about that when I was playing Persona 5, which is yeah. just like I just fucking use the shit out of items. It's self-care. Like it use yeah. the item. <laughs> Cancel those plans. My 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 entire work, my business depends on you using the item. That's true, but I mean the the like the merchants in Sekiro were not as Fuck you know those they guys. Have... You know those <laughs> those guys are scams. Oh boy! Oh, oh bad boy. some sort of union dispute. Okay, I didn't know I didn't you. Uh, I didn't know merchants uh, were were organized. That's really interesting. I'm a union of one. Oh, okay. That's kind of con- counter to <laughs> yeah. It's the idea of organized labor. That's the point. But, but those guys, they 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 they'll undercut your price. They don't so, give a shit about the customer. Is there health care for the video game merchants union? Yes, there is. Because I know well, you guys fall I, like, out of a lot of For planes. example, if you shoot me, <laughs> when you see me the next time, I'm fine. Oh, mm, that's yeah. Good. It's a testament to great health care. Is that still you? Or is that like a, a kind clone of, of you with that? your when memories? <laughs> when you go to sleep, is the next day Nick not Nick? Boy, that's a real existential question. I don't know. I know. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, I think about it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's wild. Yeah, I don't Nick, know. You got to get high with this dude sometimes. <laughs> blow your mind. We were we were smoking out and he's like 
isn't it weird that money only has value because we say it has value? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said that? Yeah. Wild. You get deep. <laughs> That's wild. You get deep. And you're a merchant. Your business is, you know, you're trading. I know, but what things. is that? You know, think about it. Yeah. What wow. is a merchant? Shit. Great question. Like, what? Aren't we all merchants of, of ideas? Yeah. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. And currency. It's selling <laughs> in the marketplace of the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Beautiful. I'm freaking high as a kite right now. This is crazy <laughs> stuff. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> If you're listening to this, I hope you blaze beforehand. I hope you're playing it on half speed. Yeah. <laughs> really stretch it out. Make the podcast last as long as possible. Uh, let me t- touch on Marvel Snap real yes. quick, just yes. because I I took like a base almost a month off of this game, and I got wow. back into it and was playing it. And the meta has shifted, and it's one thing where like look, I'm I'm really impressed by this this game, and and it's and it's a lot of fun, and and it's the 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 matches are very zippy one thing is that the way the the battle passes work is that basically each season there's a new showpiece card that comes out that i think is a little bit usually that like is like is is generally a little op um and decks can be designed around it to incentivize people to to buy the new card it's good because it shakes up the meta but there's also an element of like i feel like if you really are on a budget and you don't want to spend for these uh, uh you know for the battle passes you're just going to miss out on key cards. And it is one of those things that makes me wonder, like, uh, uh, the fire, because there's so many, like, like, uh, like guys named like Zabu or Sabu or, uh, or or Babu or something. I can't remember what what the this fucking card's name is. I'll open up my app real quick. But like they, like one of the new cards is like there's like Sarah, but it's not Sarah. Uh, is a uh, is I think Sabu, uh, who's like a a cat that boosts a bunch of your, uh, lowers the cost of a bunch of your four drops. Um, and now the Marvel nerds are gonna yell at me that it's not actually a cat. It's some fucking. Uh, it's an ancient spirit in the body of a cat. Fine. Uh, Zabu is yeah. Zabu lowers your four cost cards uh, to cost two less. And so Zabu, there's just one like of a the, bunch of it's one of the Inhumans, Nick. They were transformed by the Terrigen mists. Okay. Okay. Th- All right. Thank you, George. <laughs> a cat. Oh God. This guy thinks Zabu's a cat. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Zab- so Zabu like l- like you know makes all your four drops more uh, cost effective. And so there's just like some very high tier decks that are built around this card. And so if you don't have that card, you don't have access to it. And I, I mean, whatever, free to play games are always figuring out how effect- to effectively monetize themselves. This one seems a little bit less predatory than others, but it is one of those things where I, I just wish if I wish you could just get all the best shit and kind of keep the. I, I'd love to see like a card game approach where it was all like all the monetization was just purely aesthetics. It was just like like, you know, different skins for cards, different card backs. It was just stuff that's that's, you know, that doesn't affect the gameplay. Uh, you, but overall, I still the, really enjoy it. the Fortnite model, the Fortnite model. I think the Fortnite model is like that's the ideal, right? It is the ideal. And I'm yeah. glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I... Um, what have you been playing? <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so I just got done uh, with a couple of Weiger wrecks. Um, wow. Usually, if we're, you know, if we're talking about the Get Played host that we identify with the most, I am a Heather. Um, I think we share many opinions every time. Wow. Every time on the show, Heather s- 
is about to say something and she prefaces it with, ah, people are going to hate me for this. I'm like, I am going to agree with this 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, usually I, uh, I, I kind of uh, like the games you recommend the most, but um, I've ha- been having some great, uh, I've been having a great time with a couple of wider games. Uh, wow. Marvel Snap, uh, like you mentioned, I've never played a card battler before. It's a blast. Um, I'm getting a little tired of it just because i feel like i'm not getting new cards that much and i don't really want to spend the money so um it might leave the phone pretty soon but i've had a blast with it um i finished death's door uh, a couple weeks ago oh yeah this is a weiger wreck kind of a little uh indie zelda like souls like uh great game great art style um but uh before i started uh sonic the game we're going to talk about later i was uh kind of five hours into horizon forbidden west um Having a great time with it. I'm um, kind of hot and cold on the story, um, and there's a lot of it, but the cool shit in that game is so cool. Like, yeah, the 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 cool shit delivers, and um, I get kind of excited because I heard uh, there's going to be some L.A. DLC. So I got kind of excited that there's going to be like a, you know, ruined apocalyptic L.A. to go through. Uh, at some point. So, um, yeah, that kind of got me interested in playing the base game. Uh, and yeah, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, some gripes about the storytelling aside. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, it the way you describe that of just like the cool stuff is really cool. And there's the story is good. Eh, but then there's a lot of story. It does kind of feel like you're talking about Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, a lot like, of a <laughs> lot of parallels. I yes, don't yes. think Sonic Frontiers hits the high highs that Horizon does, but um but yeah, similar games in a lot of ways. I think Jordan and I are going to disagree about something later in this podcast. <gasps> we're we're going to no. find out. My identity uh, is agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> we have a parasocial relationship that you don't realize we have. You- oh, I realize. I realize. <laughs> Uh, let me see if Death's Door is still on Game Pass, because if it is, yeah, it, it, it is still on Game Pass for anyone who wants to check it out. It, it, it is a fun little 10-hour uh, game. It it, it 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 looks great, and the, the combat is very satisfying. You know what? It was a Weiger wreck, but I think uh, I think it's a game that Heather might enjoy, because uh, it is so combat-focused, and uh, the combat is, is pretty satisfying, even though it's fairly simple. Uh, Heather, I'm curious, uh, what are you playing? What am I playing? I've been thinking of selling my Steam Deck. Wow. I'm so, I'm so angry. I'd sell it back to you, Nick. All right, we can figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so angry about it that I, that I, I resent even it being on my desk. When I think about that system's limitations, both in terms of like offline play and then the way that it is, uh, kettled off from different game, uh, repositories you know without substantial workarounds it's less a gaming pc and more just a front end for the steam store which of course everybody knows but i don't think it really sunk in how much that is what it is and with um technologically superior handheld pcs coming out that are also untethered to the Steam store, have access to the Steam store, can play Steam games, but aren't dependent on it. I'm like, man, it's really, it's hard for me to justify holding on to this thing, especially when it makes me so angry. Um, 
Have I put in tons and tons of hours into Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on the Steam Deck on my perennial attempt to beat that game? Yes. Is that the right word? Perennial? Who knows? Perennial? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, but do I still have my Game Boy Advance cartridge and can I put it in the analog? Yes. Do I know where I am in the game on that cartridge? No. Am I interested <laughs> in starting it over again? Absolutely not. But I think I can fumble through the first few battles while I figure out what I was doing 20 fucking years ago. Uh, when I'm not considering that, I'm playing Fortnite. I don't remember <laughs> if I, the last time we recorded, I had squatted up with some people in the industry who I don't know personally, but love playing with. Um, shout out to my squad. You know who, who you are even though I don't know what one of your names is in real life. And I'm too scared <laughs> to ask because we've been playing for a while now. Uh, also, I don't think you listen to the show, so I, I can just admit that. It says here, uh, Ben Affleck. Ben, <laughs> sounds like Ben Affleck, keeps referring to J-Lo. Uh, <laughs> but we crowned four times in a row, and that felt like a major achievement. <laughs> Wow, like, that's amazing. Sorry, that, guys, that, I got to go. J-Lo's calling. <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo needs me to do something. <laughs> Who could this be? <laughs> Who's this mystery man? <laughs> I got to go refill my Dunkin'. <laughs> uh, they were, it felt gross in some way. I, I know. Um, it's because of how I said it, but I didn't mean it in a, in a gross way. I'm sorry. He just means a big old light right. coffee. Yeah, he's got a poor coffee in his butthole. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the it's the only but, thing that can get Affleck off is a Dunkin' Enema. <laughs> <laughs> you got J Lo right there. You still need the Dunkin' in your hole. Yeah. <laughs> I like what I yeah, like. No. I'm yeah. a awesome boy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have my to... donkeys up the butt. Okay. <laughs> what voice um, am I doing? <laughs> But I have been playing a ton of this week's game. And given how intense my love of Fortnite is, I think that is also a nice trailer for what I'm going to say about Sonic Frontiers later in this episode. I think that's all I need to say. I, like, man, I fucking love the My Hero Academia power up in Fortnite. It's fucking great. Uh, punching through a building is the best. Matt Apodaca, what are you praying? Oh, thank you. Um. So I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm caught in between a couple of things because uh, Jordan mentioned Horizon Forbidden West. I'm also playing that, and I'm sort of having a little bit of like fatigue with it because I I blasted through the first one pretty quick and um just did and I and I liked it quite a bit and this one is good too but I'm not. 100% in on it yet in the way that I was with God of War Ragnarok which is you know right. the common criticism of that game was it's just more of 2018 God of War Ragnar or God of War uh and with that game I was like yeah but who cares but with this game I'm really feeling that where I'm sort of like oh this is kind of more of the same it still is like incredible and looks great and like the stuff in it that's cool is really cool but I've put it down and haven't been back to it in a little bit Playing this game for We Play You Play, which we'll talk about a little later, uh, paired with our conversation last week that we had on the show, Famous Firsts, has made mm -hmm. me go back to Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. Hell yeah. Wow. Hell what are you yeah. playing it on? I'm playing Holy it cow. on 
my Steam Deck that I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's it, it it's playing great on there. Uh, and so much of that game, I like completely forgot about. But it's like there in like the dark recesses of my brain where it's just I'm just doing like muscle memory. Uh, and it's just it's it's so fun. I'm like a third of the way through it. Uh, just it's, it's it's not very long either, but it's just it's it's a it's a blast. It's still, you know, it's aged a little bit like in the the humor, not in like a bad way, but in a way that I'm not 11. Sure. Uh, you know, but I'm still like, yeah. oh, these guys are fun. You know, what, yeah. what can you do? They they're still fun they're, they're fun guys. It's not like watching The Hangover 2 where you're just like, whoa, boy, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was number one in the box yeah. office? Yeah. <laughs> this is nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, Daxter says some regrettable things. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he says but, he was being ironic, like that was his explanation. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. He's doing it because he knows he's not supposed to do right, it. Right, right. Um, but it's it, it plays really well. It's just a really solid... Uh, you know, 3D action platformer. It's a lot of fun, and it I is. I can't a believe I can't believe Daxter would say those things, and Jack would stay silent. I I know, and that <laughs> sort of more of speaks, a... your silence speaks volumes, Jack. It's yeah, it's more of an implication on Jack than anything, really, because yeah. he's just kind of okay with it. He just lets yeah. it slide off of him. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's it looks you know it looks like a PS2 game. But it's like very lush, very colorful. Like it's 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 really like I don't know. It's interesting to think about the jump they made between that first one and then Jack Two when they were like, you know what? There's gonna be a bunch of fucking sand everywhere instead, and it's gonna be in a shitty city, uh, which I also liked, and I can't wait to play after I finish uh, this one. Uh, I might be making making my way through the Jacks, uh, but that's that's where I'm wow. at right now. Good yeah. way to spend your time. I, let me let me ask you this because I, and, and I, we we don't need to get too in the weeds here. Um, but I'm but I'm just curious, like as a as a Steam Deck owner, you're playing a, an emulated PS2 game on it. Like, what? How much work was it to get that all up and running? You, it is a little bit of a pain. Um, you just have to get into desktop mode and have either a plugged in con- um keyboard. Uh, I have a Bluetooth uh like mouse and keyboard like combo thing that's all in like it's like a foldable thing that i just have in my steam deck case so i just do that i get in there you have to, i downloaded uh i think it's called um chiaki which is a um sort of like a third-party app that uh allows you to play uh ps5 remote play on among other things but that's not even how i'm playing it i just downloaded oh emu deck is what it's called for it. um uh, I was just thinking about that because it is a PlayStation game that I'm playing on the Steam Deck. But uh, I, you, if you install Emu Deck, it basically does everything for you. You just have to get the um, the, the the ROMs and like the ISO files uh, in in the correct like seed folders. Right. Uh, so that is a lot harder <laughs> than um, uh, just downloading something that has your games on it already. Um, but it's it's not impossible if you sort of just know what you're doing and are uh, patient and don't want to, and have your Steam Deck not in your hands um, so you don't like slam it down in frustration. I think it, you can you could do it in like a couple of hours. I don't have a pretty ex- I don't have an extensive emulation library uh, on on my Steam Deck, but 
I will also specify for all the fucking cops listening that they're games that I own, bitch. And turn it off. Turn a fucking podcast off, pigs. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't for you. (laughs) Go solve a crime or something. Uh, Well, hey, uh, by the way, the Steam Deck sounds pretty cool. I'd be interested, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) I think buy it off. Heather, you have an opportunity here to actually make a little money on your investment. You can sell it to Weiger with the stuff you have on it. And that sort of is like an interesting thing Mm because now it's sort of more. But, I mean, I can sell it to him with my emulators on it, I think, but I can't. I can't give him the keys to my Steam. No, store. you can't give him no. that. Yeah, it's, you, who knows yeah. what he'll do with that? He's done. He's downloading Honey Pop in a second on your Steam Deck, <laughs> and then it's in your library, and you can see when he's playing it. Right? Then you know I what wish, else is happening. I wish fucking Sony would just come out with a fucking Steam Deck. Me too. Yeah, yeah I know. Or fucking Microsoft. Oh, it sucks. Like just fuck Microsoft. Just... No, Sony. 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 But Microsoft one would have Game Pass. You could just have fucking Game Pass games on. Yeah. It. That is true. I kind of want the Xbox One more than I want the PlayStation One, unfortunately. Give, I want them both. Let's, well, let's, here's the let's thing. Let's get some yeah. more handhelds. I want both. Don't get it twisted. I mean, if if they both came out tomorrow, there's no way I wouldn't buy the Sony One first. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I'm just going to say, just also because it would have such a such a better industrial design. Like, oh, it would look man. so cool. And it'd be harder uh, but, to get in the long run. You could get yeah. the you can get the 100%. Microsoft One in a couple yeah. weeks proprietary cable here i come yeah <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a fully formed thought but it's interesting that like over the course of like the 2010s like the late aughts into the 2010s we kind of went from like uh, like every uh, all the publishers were like well games are just going to be on phones now consoles are dead mm-hmm. to wait no consoles are more popular than ever people want something to do not on their phones make them bigger but, weirder shapes <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> But then also, but like, but handhelds, we don't need handhelds anymore. People have phones. And then now it's like, no, handhelds. People love the Switch. People love the Steam Deck. And Sony and Microsoft, like Microsoft never made one. Sony abandoned it. It's just like, like, maybe they'll get back into it. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of fascinating that people have this endless appetite for devices when everyone thought everything was going to converge onto one thing. Vita, Vita 2, it's time. If there was a Vita 2 now that was like, that like had some sort of on demand, you know, Netflix style library of just PlayStation classics, it would not need to be new games. I would buy that in one second. I would would stand in a virtual queue for a day to get one. Uh, well, look, we got a we got a big game to talk about this month's We Play You Play is Sonic Frontiers, developed by Sonic Team, published by Sega, directed by Morio Kishimoto, and uh, released on November eighth of twenty twenty two. So it's pretty new. I- I'm going to start things here with a pretty loaded question that I think will just kind of take the temperature of the panel. Is this game awesome? Yes. My answer is yes. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, my opinion about it changes from second to second. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes right. I am like, what a wonky, broken ass game. And then one second later, I will be like, fuck, yeah! <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the chaotic person you dated in college. It is just like, you know, it, it's 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 wild. I, I cannot... Yeah tell how i'm gonna feel about it second to second 
Apodaca uh, hasn't said Matt, anything yet. Here's mine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> always, always the stoic, thoughtful one. Matt yeah. Apodaca. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> I, I, can, I asked myself that question as I was playing this game. And I think I land closest to Heather, but kind of maybe between Jordan and Heather, because I had I have, I definitely have my reservations with it. But there are times when I'm just like, fuck, the this feels so fluid and it's got so many like cool ideas and just like it's they've tried Sonic in 3D so many times and it's never really worked. And this one feels like kind of janky, but also at times it feels just absolutely glorious. And I don't know. I mean, like, like it's it, there's also a thing of just like this is an insane idea to just say, like, hey, we're going to make Breath of the Wild. We're going to make Shadow of the Colossus, but we're going <laughs> right. to put Sonic as the player character. It's like it's a kind of it's kind of just like a bonkers idea that tonally sometimes just absolutely does not make sense at all. But then when you're playing it, you're like, wait, this is fucking this feels so incredible. And this is so I, I'm just engaged by every second of this. I, I, I I'm 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 all over the place, but I, I want to keep fucking playing it. I don't know, Heather. Well, that's your that's because it solves a problem. Of Breath of the Wild and Shadow of the Colossus, which is it takes too fucking long to get anywhere. <laughs> and in Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> right. like if you were to if if I was to mod those games, I would make the characters fast because the like, yeah, the joy of traversal. But but Breath of the Wild isn't uh, Death Stranding, right? Yeah, there's right. shit to like interact with. But I shouldn't have to take so long to get from one thing. Like, as soon as I see something interesting on the horizon, I should be able to fucking boost my way there. So the first thing I did in Sonic Frontiers was dump everything I had into speed. And I was (laughs) playing on hard. I was so fucking weak, but I was so fast. Like, Matt complained on text about having to take on the boss, like, multiple times. That asshole had no shot against me because by the time I got to our first Titan, I was so fast that it was kind of broken. Like it was just not there was no uh, Congress between what I was supposed to be doing with that boss and what I was doing with the boss. Um, And then when I discovered that if you max out your rings, you can get even faster. I took all of my uh, like ring capacity and dropped it because that meant that it took fewer rings for me to get super fast. What a fun game. It is extremely fun. And that's the thing. When it's fun, it's so fun. Like I'm just like, I'm having a fucking blast. Uh, It's, it's, so as Jordan mentioned earlier, you're, you're running through this open world and uh, which, you know, awesome music. Awesome. Yeah. The music, the music Mm -hmm. is great. There's like a, you know, the the running around the overworld music is this, like, kind of peaceful, kind of lonesome, mournful music. And then you start to fight a boss and, like, a fucking Evanescence song kicks in. Like, yes. it, it <laughs> takes you through the pantheon of emotions in a, in a way that music in a game has not for me in a long time. That, that boss theme has a part where it's like it's like an Evanescence song. And then it's just like, wait, this just has a guitar solo from Dragon Force. It just like turns into fucking <laughs> speed that. metal. I was like, this I, is I, insane. I shared the boss theme. I think we we can we can play a little bit of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, let's let me let me play uh, first. I, I want to play some overworld music. So there there are different. You start off and and I didn't. I had the same feeling you did, Heather, when we talked about our text. When you get to another island, I'm like, oh shit, this overworld is vast. Yeah. You you start on one island that feels like the whole game space, and then you have you get to a second island that's more desert themed and has its own sort of uh, uh, aesthetic. Um, but the music that's playing is. Again, it's just like this is Sonic, so of course it's taking itself way too fucking seriously, and it's stupid, but it's also kind of awesome. Here's some of the, the the audio from the first island. It's just you're a blue hedgehog running around, uh, collecting rings, and like spin dashing at robots and the music that's playing is like Philip Glass's score from the Truman Show (laughs) (laughs) but it's great there's there's no reason this game should work and it yeah so what the thing that that Sonic 2D makes you feel and you don't know it is that you are just slightly out of control like Mm -hmm. you're you're moving a little bit too fast you always dead end into spikes unless you've memorized the game, right? So you're always a little like, oh, which is what it feels like to go super fast in a car or on a skateboard or something. You're like, oh, no, like a little bit too right. fast. And that the, this game captures that madness even when you're on rails. You're like, yeah, which I don't. You're ah. on a lot. Yeah, yeah a lot of rail Oof. grinding in this game. Uh, going back to something Heather was saying about about speed earlier, and I think this also like speaks to the open world design of this game is when you're talking about Breath of the War- Breath of the Wild. Yeah, the world is the world is vast. It's fun to ride your your horsey around. It's fun to climb, but you reach a certain point where you're like unlocking unlocking the various uh, Sheikah towers, whatever they're called, and then you're just fast traveling like you are in other open world games. I don't believe, and I could be wrong. I don't think this game really has fast travel. Yeah, it right. Does. You just hold down boost. Am I right? No, that's, what I, that's what I mean. It's like it's not fast travel. Sonic as we know in the open world fast sense. travel, baby. <laughs> okay, all right. You guys are making my point for me, which is that he. No, moves you're fast wrong, enough. Nick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Sonic is fucking fast, dude. Yeah. You don't go into a world map and like teleport to another location. You just run around really fast, or gr- like new grind, new rails open up that connect different uh, portions of the map, and you can grind on those super fast. And there was a point where it's like. This kind of just works. Like, you kind of don't really need fast travel. It's kind of fun to just have this all be continuous. There is a fast travel item that you can fish up in the fishing mini game, which we'll touch on (laughs) later. Uh, I was going to get to that. Which is a scroll that allows you. Heather, I love fishing with you. (laughs) (laughs) You you want to borrow my pole? You can (laughs) fish with me. Give Guys, me purple coins and I you can roast some I played with the Japanese language meat. check. Uh, I'm, you're, you all just sound like idiots. Like, I don't <laughs> know what you're referencing. <laughs> you don't recognize Big the Cat's famous dumb guy voice? Can I also say that the Japanese language track, the subtitles don't match at all what they're saying. That's So, great. like, the script is very different between the two, the two localizations. Very weird. Um... But you can you can fish up a scroll that lets you fast travel to the power up guys whose names yes. I don't remember because I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> and that's as far as I know, the only They're fast the travel items that you can get. The rest oh, you is mean the Koroks? Oh, no, sorry. 
The Cocos. Okay. Uh, the Cocos. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Koroks. What, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? The so yeah, there's the little these little Cocos that are kind of like the um uh you know they're 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 little guys that you collect and then you bring them over to a like a a Coco chieftain and then by rescuing his uh, his got his mates. Uh, he's lets you upgrade your rings or your your power or your speed and what have you. But yes, so this is this is another thing that speaks to what you're talking about the fishing mini game because I found that same thing. I found the scroll. I went to big the fat the 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 big, big the cats fishing world, and I almost called him big the fat. Uh, he's a fat guy. He's a fat cat. He knows <laughs> he's a thick. Uh, his king, name is Big Wiker. Yeah, he's a thick king. I'm com- uh, I went- I'm comfortable with my body type. <laughs> I'm not shaming you, big. The a lot cat. of people find this attractive. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've seen the fan art. Uh, Big the cat, go, you, uh, like you go fish it's with Big the cat. It's hard to tell when I'm pregnant. But I always am. Every one, every character in this game is always pregnant. <laughs> and you're fishing, and you fish up a, a map, like Heather was saying, a scroll that lets you t- like fast travel to just one particular person, like one particular NPC. And then that that is a different map that you find on every island. And it just sort of is one of those things like this just strikes me as so over designed and clunky. Like, why do I need to find a map item during a fishing mini game to be able to fast travel to one specific NPC when I can't fast travel anywhere else? And it's kind of like a microcosm for just like so many of the bizarre decisions that that went into this game. But uh, that said, a lot of stuff that I really, really like. I want to get back to the the boss theme because Heather mentioned it and you wanted to play it. So I've got it right here. Let's let's play a little bit of this song. Uh, This is the Evanescent Sound Alike, um, which plays when you are battling the first of the Titans. You are supersonic during this sequence. You are supersonic fighting a kaiju who is like the size of a building. It's fucking insane. And great. Here's the thing about this, too. There, You know, I'm sort of yeah. softer on this game, I think, than, than the rest of the panel. I lit up when I heard that song. I fucking love <laughs> it's it. It's great. It's great, and it's awesome. And and the way this boss fight transpires is that you've got this, the, you know, this uh, this colossus sized yes. uh, titan. Uh, you're yeah, in this. I think this, it's worth mentioning that this colossus is named Giganto. Yeah. Giganto, just the yes. most fucking phoned in. Let's go to lunch. Name <laughs> I've ever seen for anything. Dominated Lucha Libre in the 1970s. <laughs> uh, now he's a boss in Sonic Frontiers. So you, you like, like you run, but you, and this is a, th- a trick they do throughout the game is like this massive creature, this massive like robot uh, the, that you run up, like you run up, it, you scale its surface, which is like, okay, this is really cool in theory, but it also, because the camera is really janky, it like feels a little clunky, um, but it is cool, and you get to the top of it, and then you get the, the 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 Chaos Emerald that lets you turn into Supersonic, and then you're battling him as Supersonic, which feels like a fucking, uh, you know, like a Zone of the Enders fight. If you, if you, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys experienced this because I had boosted so much, mm-hmm. but I hit, like, the leg of that Titan and then was about 300 feet in the air above it. Like, just, like, ran hit his knee, launched, 
And then I had to like very, very calmly control my descent <laughs> back onto his head. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like yeah. how you do it. I, I think if you have not jacked yourself with all your speed points, um, when you get to it, you can kind of launch up a little bit and then you have to do that kind of tedious open world game climbing. Like for some reason, Sonic's, you know, climbing is not fast. It's, you know, anyway. So yeah, yeah. that, and I think that is something about these open world games that um, people complain about a lot. And yeah, in this game, it, it, it feels really weird. So I guess, yes, I guess the secret is just jack your speed to the point where you launch above everything <laughs> and never have to climb. <laughs> See, some of the movement feels really good, and the climbing in particular feels extremely clunky. Uh, and I sometimes was like, I can't, I don't, I feel like I'm going in the wrong direction. That I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to input one direction, and it feels like Sonic is going someplace else. It was like, it's, it did like that was like that was extremely awkward and clunky. And to me, it, it and it, it kind of just falls under the same thing of like, it, I just, I feel like this game was rushed. The, f- the feeling that I have is like there's a bunch of shit in here where it's just a little buggy. It's a little unpolished. Um, the pop in, which is a thing that that ha- that is is really egregious for it for an open world game. Um, but there is so much pop in as you're running around, like just like objects like popping into uh, the existence over the horizon as you approach them. And like that's just a, a lot of the stuff just feels like, man, there's, there's just a. There's just a final coat of polish that this game needed or like a, like another six months in development that this game needed that it didn't have. I, I, I don't think it did. I think this is maximum Sonic. I think that the first off the the baldness of how it rips off other games like made me rethink Sonic's relationship to other games and. Sonic the Hedgehog is just an answer to Mario, right? It's like he jumps Mm -hmm. on top of enemies. Like the mechanics are the same. He's just faster. Okay. So it makes sense that Sonic Frontiers is like, what games have worked in the last few years? And can we make that faster? And like a ROM hack of those games, the glitchiness and the like sometimes you don't even know where Sonic is on the screen is I fundamental to the experience. You, <laughs> I if love you this. Play, take. This is the greatest take, by the way. If you play, it should be broken. If you play Sonic two and you and you go fast enough, you aren't on screen anymore. And that game is a classic 10 out of 10. People are like Sonic two pinnacle of the series. But the same thing happens in this game and people are like, ah, this sucks. I don't like it. No, that's the experience. It's like, where the fuck is he? And I I, think I can get on board with this. And I think it is a little bit like Death Stranding, which took me a little bit to lock into. I love, love, love that game. But it, it, it took me a while. And the kind of the thing about it that was frustrating is that, like, this is frustrating and this is hard. Like, I'm falling down. I'm tripping over rocks. and you know, once you play that game more, it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of the point. There's this kind of macro, you know, theme of like, this is how crushing modern life is. This is how, you know, sure. the our bad economy and, uh, you know, all of this information being beamed into our brains. This is how overwhelming life feels now. And yeah, I think if you kind of take that same logic and apply it to Sonic, it's like, what does it feel like to be out of control? And I think if 
that is the case, then yes, this is the best example of that ever in video games. No, I think that I, that I agree with. But I, what I want to say when I'm talking about polish, I'm talking about just like how some of this game is just broken and buggy. Like like to, like to the point of like I, I oh this cutscene is playing and a boss health bar is still on screen sure. or objectives consistently remaining on screen during yeah, cutscenes. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. like an absence of polish. And uh, and and I've had I had a few times where I just like I just fell out of the world. I just fell through the floor and into oblivion. And so what what Heather's talking about in terms of like yes, it being it having this incredible sense of speed and like when you're you're grinding or when you're you're flying through one of the levels in cyberspace, not the open world, one of the more linear levels uh like like that those feelings are great but like you know when i'm just like sort of running around and i see items in the distance uh because the uh, the box that the or the chest that it's contained in uh has not yet been drawn on screen like that streaks me the thing of like this is just a failing of uh, you know, th- th- this this is just something they either needed more time or more resources, or they didn't quite have the the technical uh, uh you know, you know, a, a ability with this game's development cycle to pull this off. It's just like it's 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 at times like a little bit too ambitious, but its ambition is also what makes it great. So I don't know. Um, fair. Those are fair. Those are fair complaints. The the skill tree is a thing where I'm just like, this feels like they threw in a skill tree because they know open world games have skill trees. And it's kind of a fake skill tree because it only branches twice and the <laughs> skills are, are – they're so gated right. where it's like, okay, this skill – costs uh you know whatever what i can't remember there's like 18 currencies god yeah uh, so <laughs> many currencies yeah, yeah this one this one costs you know whatever love uh, it uh, <laughs> more more collectibles eight, eight i want to collect coins. fish i want to collect gems i want to collect flaming <laughs> metals to free knuckles <laughs> did at any Hearts, point you guys just seeds. start learning realizing that if you just draw circles with sonic you can just get infinite currency Yes. Well, that's I, that. That, I like that. <laughs> when, you, when you're drawing Psy Loops, it's like, which is what the there's an ability where you the hold down a button. It's a really, really fun mechanic. Yeah, you run in a circle and uh, it, it creates this sort of zippy trail behind you. And then once you connect it, um, it, it, it usually spawns a bunch of rings. And if you, you can use it against enemies or against obstacles to affect the environment. And like, it's really fun and it's really cool. And it's a great way of taking advantage of, of Sonic's core attribute of you, speed. You can also build mini side loops into your combat using the skill tree. Like you can unlock a, I played this game a lot, guys. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, and, and then you'll like do a micro side loop around a character while fighting them. The combat system is fucking ridiculous. Like you there you have a sense of what you're supposed to do, but you also can be really good if you just mash the buttons in random sequences. Yes. And the more rapidly you randomize that sequence, the more insane the shit on screen that Sonic does. It's I god, I really had a a 3D blast playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, about the combat, but my my thought was, I, I, I we're on the same page here because the combat is both overly complicated and brainless. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he, mm-hmm. like he, you, you, because it it looks fucking awesome. Um, like a lot, like a lot, of, a lot of the animations are really cool. The way he zips around, the way he'll like, you know, he'll, he'll go into a stomp. Like, you can go into stomps. You can go into like, um. 
uh, you know, you know, kicks. Uh, you can you can throw projectiles. You can do all these things in kind of this dizzying flurry of air combos. It, it, I know and, he's been doing kind of melee combat for a while now, but it's still weird for me to see Sonic punch someone to just see it's him a little strange. punch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Obviously, it's, it was also weird when Shadow the Hedgehog just pulled out a gun and shot at cops. <laughs> but, but this is also weird just to see Sonic run up and punch a robot. Yeah. So, so like, like what one thing that happens in the combat? I agree with you. The the is like uh, I, I, I'm picking up a controller, so I'm remembering how it works. So, like the parry system is for some reason you have to hold both. You have to hold two shoulder buttons to parry. But it's uh, but like the parry is not a timed thing. It's a hold. So it's like a block. So if you're just holding both shoulder buttons, two shoulder buttons, um, you will and you get hit uh, by an enemy. You will parry. Oh, is that how that and works? To, yeah. And then I to counter totally attack, was trying to release the button when I was about to get hit. Yeah. No, you were trying too hard. <laughs> well, you're, you're not supposed to think at all. And this is the Just thing. Hold the buttons down. Does Sonic need to parry? Like, I don't think he needs to. I think it's like, it's, there's, you were talking about this earlier as being yeah. like an over-designed thing. And I think that falls into it. I think he's, you know, I have not had a lot of experience with Sonic. Uh, so this is my first, you know, I guess we played 06 a little bit. Uh, we did. Yeah, um, how come Sonic Shadow? doesn't kiss any human women in this? This one? is sort of my biggest. <laughs> I mean, complaint. I like the game, but I'm like, yeah. when's he gonna lock lips with a yeah. human being? <laughs> there is a haunted child. Yeah, yes. so it's got that going for <laughs> that it. haunted <laughs> child. Should should the should anything ever happen to the Resident Evil merchant? God forbid. Yes, <laughs> I think the haunted child could be a new Heather character. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly telling you you're gonna die <laughs> i gotta <laughs> you're listen not to the english to track because that is not how she spoke in the japanese that's track. so funny but yeah i the over design of this is like it, you have to get these gears to unlock the ability to get uh, another curse. Yeah, gears, go into gears, the there's seeds there's hearts there's yeah yeah you got to get the gears so you can do the play level so you can get keys yes yeah to get the gears get keys and the keys yes. unlock <laughs> chaos emeralds and the chaos emeralds <laughs> unlock yeah. and then dinosaur bones to, it's like whatever <laughs> <laughs> to speak to amy you have to get hearts and it's like why am i collecting so many things just to do this i was getting so frustrated because I'm like, okay i need how many how many hearts do i need to get to talk to amy i need two where where am i gonna go i got to go so far in this map now to be like i gotta find just two more because they're not instant drops they're around but like you have to kind of look for them uh and so i just couldn't and believe then, how many things you amy to do. for instance yes or, or whatever npc they're, they're all of Sonic's shitty friends are, are eventually represented as like I'm not like, shitty oh, Nick I'm a great guy I let you borrow sorry. my rod when you yeah. come to my lagoon Big's the only one that I really like sorry Big Big is also the one who's not like a digital ghost right. so they're yeah. they're all like they're all like trapped in a cyberspace and they're trying to reconstitute themselves in the physical realm and by doing that you collect a bunch of whatever their token is so for Amy it's a bunch of hearts for Knuckles it's a bunch of uh, metals. flaming metals <laughs> flaming, flaming military metals, metals. yeah so you have to collect all these things. So it is, it is in some in some sense kind of like an an, an egregious like like rare N sixty four game level collectathon. But I think that's also because they have because of Sonic Speed, uh, these environments have to be so vast. These open world environments that might be part of why we're seeing so much popping as well. Uh, so 
they need to find a way to fill these environments. And they're like, well, shit, we'll just give you a bunch of shit to collect because otherwise, like, what's the reason of running all the fuck uh, all over this map? It's going to feel very vast and empty. But but it is a thing where it just becomes it, it becomes kind of overwhelming and daunting. And then also like what you're talking about. Uh, so you go get Amy a bunch of hearts. Then she'll like just move arbitrarily to another section of the map. Yes. And you have to go find her over there. And so I had a number of situations where I, I like had so many hearts where like right. I found Amy and then my next objective was Talk to find to Amy, Amy. And then yeah. you just and then go <laughs> find her again. Down the map yeah. and talking to her again. I was yes, just yeah. talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you tell me how sad the Cocos make you last time? <laughs> <laughs> and the Cocos died before they went to space <laughs> yeah yeah anyway the, i think the so plot is wild <laughs> there's clearly an intended way to play this game yes and i don't it sounds like none of us managed that like i i thought that the problem with why i kept getting to amy and just dumping a million hearts into her and then dumping a million in the next one was because i was doing something sequence breaking but I dumped all my points into speed. It doesn't sound like you guys did that. So I don't, I feel like whatever it is they wanted us to do, none of us were, were found it. Like by the time I'm talking to Knuckles on the second Island, it's like when I first approach him, it's like, you need like 50 of his, I don't know, like military medals in order to unlock talking to Knuckles. And once I, I, I'm like, oh, I just want to run around the fucking island, kill everything I can. All right. By the time I got back to Knuckles, it was like, OK, here's 50. Yeah, I'll go unlock you here. Yep. OK, there's 50 more. I'll, I'll go over here. I'll unlock 50 more. Um, it's it. Whatever it is they want you to do. I it, that's it's that's a mystery. Yeah. Hard to say. <laughs> hard um, to say. Can we talk about the Sonic voice acting choices? Yes, man. I, yes, again, you're I've, I played in Japanese, but oh, there yeah. was there was talk on the on the thread about Sonic's voice acting. So I'd love to hear a sample if we if we have one. Yeah, it's interesting. So in 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 previous Sonic games where he's voiced, he seems to have a real like 90s cartoon character vibe like, all right, dudes, we got it. I'm going to get some chili dogs and then go fast. I um, from one of these games we played. There was a recurring voice clip when you got hit that said, it's no use. Oh, and I, <laughs> that sense. lives in my brain. So every time I like can't find a parking space, I just think it's no use. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and it seems like they kind of went the other way with the English voice track anyway of Sonic being just very blasé. He's kind of just this guy. He kind of just talks like this. And he's kind of low energy, and he sounds like he's about to tell you something he just heard on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like this. I need to find a way to restore Amy. Whoa! I could really use her help finding Tails. Holy shit! Yeah, I didn't need to get the vaccine because I get too much vitamin D. <laughs> oh. Okay, well. <laughs> I submerge my body in cold water every day. It feels like they took a Pratt Mario approach. Yeah, a little yeah. like they were just kind of like preemptive. And like, okay, we just want to like a kind of very generic sounding Sonic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What is the vibe of the Japanese Sonic? Um, anime hero. Yeah. <laughs> 
He just sounds like standard anime hero. Yeah. yeah. This this certainly feels like he's emoting more. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it this is more right to me. This this is a little less less shocking than the kind of blase barista that they got to do in Sonic in English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we talk a little bit about the the levels, like the the actual mm-hmm. like linear levels that you go to? Because I think I like the open world stuff more, but these three these are pretty good 3D Sonic levels. And they're ones where you're both running into the camera and they're also or I'm sorry, running away from the camera, running towards the screen. And there's also ones where that are side scrolling uh, the kind of 2.5D treatment. I think they both are just like they kind of they kind of capture that's that sonic level design, linear level design of like there's some branching paths. There's some jumps you can make or miss that affect your trajectory. Uh, you, you, you're going through and you're collecting like trying to collect five red coins and, you know, as many rings as you can um, trying to meet meet like meet a certain threshold uh, of time, hit an S rank in terms of speed. If you do all these things, you get a, a whole bunch of keys, which you can use to unlock whatever the fuck. Uh, but it, it's like I, I thought those levels were really fun when I got to the desert island, uh, which is like the second big biome. I felt like I was running around for 90 minutes before I even found another level. I was like, like some of the, like, it feels like the first, the, 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 and I'm curious if the other islands are like this, but like, it feels like the first island is a little bit more jam packed with content. And then as they were going, and this again, makes me think that maybe the development was rushed that they kind of scaled up these, these, the open world aspect. And we're like, well, shit, we can't, we don't have enough levels to fill all this. Um, or they, they, they ended up cutting levels in development, but it's like, I, I feel like there were like large sections of this game where it's just like, I'm just between levels. I'm like, Oh, like, like, I don't know, but I like the levels themselves. If all that makes sense. There was a level in that sand Island that was extremely frustrating to play and felt mm. um it felt like classic uh level like bad but good level design i could I, there was one that i just f- flat out couldn't beat because i could wow. not get any sense of where sonic was supposed to be jumping after a certain right. point like just lost and i was like okay I'll, maybe i'll go this way and i boost and there's nothing over there, and I fall to my death over and over and over again, and eventually just gave up. But you don't need to do all of those levels in order to progress through the game. You can skip because there's so much currency. You can skip yes. huge portions of the game in order to fight things. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was really like the level, the side scrolling and and classic levels were my least favorite part of the game. I loved running around the open world, especially because his little foot, little feet made the f- great sound. Yeah, like when he's running on grass, I do like the feet sounds. The feet and when he's in sand, it's oh, it's so good. And he leaves footprints behind him. Nice. Yeah, that is cool. Just for nostalgia factor, some of those side scrolling levels are supposed to kind of remind you of classic Sonic levels. And I have a lot of Sonic nostalgia, being a Genesis kid. And so yeah, so that was really fun to see kind of some of those. You yeah, know, classic level like, designs. Um, there's Metal Sonic level. There's like a oh really Green Hill. That's cool. Green Hill adjacent levels. There's yeah. You, there, like yeah, it's like oh okay great, um, but nothing beats that overworld. Whew. Heather is correct. That's 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 it distilled. That's just like like I I like some of the levels. There are they they kind of dot the landscape erratically, but yeah, running in the open world is so much more fun. And I think we we also kind of haven't really. 
adequately captured it's tough to do so i think unless you're playing it but just like what it feels to like sort of run like the kind of obstacle course feel of the the open Mm -hmm. world because it's not just like running around planes it's like also you'll run into like oh here's a here's a uh you know here's a little bouncy pad uh that will knock me up into the air and then while i'm in the air i will be able to you know target lock onto another bouncy pad that will launch me over this way that'll land me onto a rail that rail will will set me onto a booster which will lead me to climb something and at the to the, the tippy top of this little like you know 90 second gauntlet uh there will be some sort of reward all those little segments are are just so fun and uh, a lot of times they feel just like dizzyingly fluid i love those too. um yeah th- so so that shit is really really cool and that's almost like Expanding on what Heather was saying, I almost wonder if, like, is that just the should that have just been the substitute for the linear levels that we go into? But then again, also, I bet someone at, at Sega was like, no, there have to be levels. What are we talking about? So I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what to think about this game. I think my overall take is that it is awesome. Uh, it's it's a mess. It feels unfinished. But it's so ambitious and weird that I'm really glad it exists in the state. And I was never bored playing it. I was never like, oh, God, I have to play more Sonic Frontiers. I was I was always like, hmm, I wonder what this fucking insane game is going to throw at me next. I will give Sonic the highest praise that I can. And that praise is it made me annoyed that Fortnite didn't move faster. (laughs) like i went from sonic to fortnite and i was like "Ugh, these guys are slow what what a bummer like i wish there was i wish there was speed boosting mechanics in fortnite because of how much i liked traversal in sonic frontiers it's the biggest praise i can give that game does it seem like maybe i like this game a lot but it seems like maybe we got a better sonic game earlier last year is neon white the best recent sonic game mm. boy that's a that's a great great call i mean neon white is so fun and and accomplishes that speed that sense of speed so well i mean it is first person and i feel like just people thinking of in terms of mascot platformers they feel like i have to see my guy but it, it but neon white is like th- those short compact levels and like grinding for an s rank in neon white is so much more fun than like trying to get an S rank in any of the weird levels in Sonic frontiers. So I, I, I think in terms of, yeah, just like a fast platformer, that's, that's definitely a better game. Um, it has speed. It has this, precise platforming. It has horniness. Yeah. It's very horny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that man, neon white was great. Uh, Matt, any, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, a a big complaint I've had about Sonic in general, and you're going to laugh, is I think he's too fast. Mm. I think... (laughs) It's a hot take. I did laugh. A lot of of hot takes in this episode. (laughs) I think he's too fast. Slow down. It's never really clicked for me. Slow down. Stop looking at your phone, Sonic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> take the big the cat approach and just chill out, just vibe out, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've that's something about him that I've never it's really liked. Clock somewhere, Sonic. <laughs> yeah, he's always fucking drunk. We know it. He's always cracking a cold one. Don't judge uh, me. I'm just having fun. <laughs> and I won't judge. Uh, but I, 
as a kid, I was like, I can't keep up with this guy. Just, there's too much going around. It sort of would make me sick. I didn't have that problem with this, but there was just... I, I just felt like there was really just too much going on. I could have used a, a few less currencies, a few less different systems uh, and mechanics and stuff. Yeah, and just, for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded if it was just, uh, like, honestly, like, crash style. Just a bunch of a room with a bunch of portals in it, or whatever, or wherever these fucking towers are, and just go and do these levels because the levels are like the thing that I can do that I I like the best. I don't know if I need to like be keeping up with like oh I need to have enough hearts so I can speak to Amy or enough fucking medals or whatever to talk to Knuckles. Uh, that's just that's all too much for me. And then I mean Sonic running up the leg of a fucking kaiju. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Just make him go in a loop. That's all I want. All I want is him in a fucking <laughs> loop. Simple, man. <laughs> I don't I need any of this. want to drink a cold glass shit. of milk and make Sonic go in a loop. <laughs> yeah. Used to be able to keep your fucking doors unlocked, and now wow. Sonic's running up a fucking kaiju. Okay, all right. All these bandicoots out here taking our jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. This wasn't for me. I, I did recognize in it that there are things in it that are funny and fun. You know, uh, flying or you can fucking fly in this thing. You're so, yes. you're supersonic and you're flying fighting this thing. I was like, okay, this is funny. This is like crazy, but it's just uh, it it was just maybe a little too much for me and not not my cup of tea. But I don't uh, begrudge uh, anyone. <laughs> Weirdly, you complaining about the game made me like it more. That's fine. I think, I'm like, yeah, you know, that sounds cool. <laughs> and like, there, there's stuff in it that I was like, this is fun. Cause like, you know, I, I did my due diligence and put, you know, uh, some hours into it. And I was like, I'm not gonna, I guess I'm not, not enjoying this, but I didn't enjoy it enough to say that I like it. And I didn't not enjoy it enough to say that I hate it. I'm just sort of like, I don't know what this was. And it's, it, I guess it just is what it is. That's that's the I think the Sonic Frontiers experience. Yeah, I think that that's well, whether you like it or or dislike it. I think that's every it, you just kind of leave a little confused. Yeah, uh, this feels like one where where you know I would say to anyone out there who hasn't already played it and is curious, I would feel better about pl- playing this game in in this state if it was on if I bought it on sale or if it was you know on game pass or something. So this might be one to see if, if it wait and see if it goes to a, you know, comes to PlayStation plus or, uh, or, 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 or game pass or something, uh, before taking the plunge or you find a, a used copy on sale at GameStop or something. But, but it is, it is, I think worth playing. Cause it's, it's just fascinating. Um, and I'm glad we covered it. 10 out of 10 keys. 10 out of 10 chips, <laughs> 10 out of 10 uh, ge- gears, 10 out of 10 nuts, 10 out of yeah. 10 hearts, 10 out of 10 medals, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Wow, you caught a swordfish. <laughs> it's OK. I have one. I have one more thing to say about Big the Cat, uh, which I, I touched on. Visible testicles. There's <laughs> yeah. all out there. Very weird. <laughs> And four. It's strange. <laughs> um, so so there's fishing there. You catch fish. You can also roast meat. There's a meat roasting mini game. Oh man, there. I haven't I haven't roasted the meat yet. 
So I assumed, okay, I caught this swordfish. I'm going to, the meat roasting will be, will be roasting this swordfish and I'll get some sort of thing for it. No, it's unrelated meat. <laughs> Big the cat just has meat there and you're just roasting his meat for him. Ugh. And you get like you get prizes for it. It's it's such a it's like why is this element also in here? I don't know. I was so I was so confused by it. And, I, and again, it's it's I, I've used the word microcosm already, but it's just a microcosm for this game of just like what what is this doing here? What's going yeah. on? But I'm kind of having fun roasting the meat. It's really funny when know. Sonic catches a fish. There's this very anime like uh fast zoom on his eyes and a bolt of lightning oh, yeah. goes, goes behind him. Uh, that's very, very funny uh, to, to, yeah, like add those anime effects to just like catching a fish. It's, 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 it's like the persona five eyes close up that happens like with, with like a little ting. It's like that, that feeling, but with just when you catch a fish um, and then you can roast meat afterwards. Uh, hey, uh, it's time for the, you play of our, we play, you play. It's your review crew. The Ryu Crew. Hello again. All right. This is um these are all sourced from our Discord, and you can find the link to our Discord in the episode description. And I'll go ahead and say it right now too. Discord.gg slash get played. Wow. Wow. Uh so here we go. This one's from Six Wire, and they write, it's the first great 3D Sonic game. I don't think that's a crazy take. I, I think it's it's the it's the best 3D Sonic game, right? It's like n- none of the Sonic games have, have 3D Sonic games have really, really worked. Um, I have a lot of fondness for Sonic Adventures and Sonic Adventures 2. I have a Me feeling too. those games haven't aged great, but... This one is like, this is a game. This is a fucking video. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't hate that take. Yeah, I, I, so. I, I have also have fondness for Sonic Adventures, but I have not uh, I have not played it since like, um, yeah, I have not played it since uh, since the Dreamcast days. So, um, yeah, I think you're probably right, Nick. It probably doesn't hold up super well, but I I did have a nice time with those games. Uh, this next one is from Koopa Troopa, and they write, Gotta review fast. Sonic Frontiers really captures what is unique about Sonic when compared to other characters like Mario. I don't think there's really anything quite like seeing a little hedgehog guy flying around fighting an Eva-like machine to music that absolutely shreds. What a- <laughs> uh, and this is not the only uh, comparison to That's great. Um, Eva's in, in uh, the, the Discord chat. I'm going to share my screen here so you guys can see this other... Um, comment that was left here uh this one's uh this be tie says i uh tbh didn't play it but this needs to be talked about these character designs are very similar to angels for evangelion yeah these are pretty i mean that's pretty one-to-one i mean look big the cat is just fucking totoro this is yeah. this is a, a sonic thing they 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 borrow a lot what do you want if not <laughs> Sonic fighting the angels to the soundtrack of Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah, nobody's what, saying it's bad. What are, what are, <laughs> so fucking good. And it's, it is really tropey, but also like, it feels classic in some way that I couldn't wrap my head around. It feels yeah. like the way I used to feel playing video games. Sure. Whereas, you know, you play your God of Wars or your, or even your cyberpunks and 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 yet 
you're like, this feels like a now. But Sonic Frontiers feels like an old in the in like the way that I used to feel when I played games when I was younger. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. Uh, this next one's from Murder Donut. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. There's so much random stuff in it. I haven't decided what I like and what I don't like yet, but I'm hoping that the stuff I don't like isn't so much required for uh, isn't so much required for forward pro- progress. Also, I got it from the library, so free game. Wow, that's a fu- that's the fucking hack. That's right the headliner. There. You get it from the yeah. library. Yeah, I always forget you can just get a game from the library. Can yeah. you? Yeah, you can certainly. Yeah. libraries. Jeez. Yeah. You got yeah, it. Every, yeah, everyone. That's a get great, a library that's card. A great way to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's one from Hail to the Ging. Good at everything, not great at anything. <laughs> that's pretty pretty good pretty spot on i think uh this one's from (laughs) the odd tech definitely the best 3d sonic in a while the writing in vo is terrible and the open world on rails part breaks a lot but the rest is a solid 3d sonic yeah interesting interesting about the writing the the plot is so bananas despite having the very very familiar video game trope of there was a race here before us, and we're discovering their tech. That is the plot mm-hmm. of every other video game, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably go around and name yes. 10 between us. Um, but yeah, but there is this kind of weird element of like, okay, some characters are trapped in another dimension, and it's such a it's such a wacky plot, kind of coupled with the fact that it's a little unclear on what you have to do at any given second. And it's kind of mirrored in the plot sometimes Amy will be talking to Sonic and you know, you'll have collected something and it unlocks something and he'll say, he'll like say, well, that worked for some reason. And it's just like, yeah, even he doesn't really know what's going on. (laughs) He'll even comment of like, it just kind of feels like I should be doing this. And that is either like very lazy or kind of genius. Um, Yeah. Of like, I guess that's why we do anything in a video game. It just kind of feels like we should. So um yeah i don't know maybe that's maybe that's the best part of the writing uh i got two more sort of quick ones right here so this one's from boise's i can't decide if this is the ugliest game i've ever played or the most beautiful (laughs) listen to these like these comments are getting at something that's like Man, this game. So I would rather you feel this way about a game than yeah. that you're like, this is great. I had a good time. It like people are like, is this the most beautiful game I've ever played? Or yeah. Mary sat down on the couch next to me, looked at it and went, this looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest case for our video games art. Uh, yet because that's how people talk about art right? right like they'll look at a painting or something and being like oh i don't know if this uh like uh david hockney uh sprinklers painting is for me and then somebody will be like this is the best painting i've ever seen we could have a daca with a hockney reference did i go with the one artist i know by name because that is my favorite painting absolutely uh <laughs> uh and then finally from playing card fiend it has metal in the soundtrack. 10 out of 10. Have not played this game. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of really funny ones today. Good job, everybody. 
Yeah, good stuff. Uh, hey, that's this week's Get Played. Links to our Discord, Twitch, and social media are in the episode description. And our engineering is by Jordan Duffy, Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. Also, check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, we're still making our way through the rebuilds of Evangelion. Yes, we're watching the Evangelion rebuilds. And I believe our next one is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. Bye-bye, all of Evangelion, thrice upon a time. Uh, you can hear our wild takes on that series and also our upcoming anime coverage of can i announce it guys yeah why not blue lock we're gonna be covering blue lock on get animated you can subscribe on patreon.com slash get played right that's right yeah yeah that's the url uh jordan morris thank you for playing sonic frontiers i i I feel less bad about this one because i think this was an interesting game oftentimes we're subjecting you to some real garbage but i think this was a this was an interesting one to play through and we're not subjecting him to garbage sonic team has been subjecting (laughs) it's not our fault and the one guy went to jail for it right the one guy (laughs) (laughs) hold him off the jail (laughs) we're burying you under the jail for what you've done to sonic (laughs) no yeah no i listen i always have a fun time talking with you guys you guys are a blast yes i have played some real piles of shit (laughs) to earn the privilege of talking with you but um this one is, I, I think, I think a lot of fun in a lot of ways. So, and really interesting, really fun to talk about. So, yeah, this was a hoot. Uh, check out Chilling Adventures presents Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors that releases March twenty second. But you can pre order it now uh, at your local comic shop. Uh, Jordan, tell us about uh, Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors and anything else you want to plug. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, from the world of Archie Comics. Uh, if you're not a regular reader of Archie, uh, maybe you don't know this. It's kind of cool. They do a, a horror anthology every month where they put the popular Archie characters you know and love into some uh, truly fucked up horror scenarios. Um, it's a great line <laughs> of comics. I'm a huge fan. And uh, these are three spooky stories set in the uh, famous diner from the Archie universe. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of great writers, a lot of great artists contribute to, contributed to this. Um, a couple of cool covers if you're a cover collector. Um, but yeah, you can pre-order that now. Pre-orders are very helpful for comics. Um, so yeah, go down to your local comic shop and ask them for Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors, uh, March 22nd. Check that out. And uh, Jordan... As always, every time you guest on the podcast, we have to end it by saying, "You got played." And it's my, I love, I love, I love being played, Nick. <laughs> that's that's my fucking secret, man. I love getting played. Play me more. Surprise.